welcome to the Unscripted Authentic Leadership Podcast, a podcast we are seeking to lead change while also seeking to understand. We are also a platform here to provide leaders a chance to unite and develop and empower other leaders in the areas of business, family, faith, and community. I am your host, Lafayette Lane, joined by my co-host, John LeBron. And today we are joined by a special guest, Rory Mitchell, who is the podcast creator and host of the Mitchell Report Unleashed podcast. Those of you that are watching, you can put those clap emojis together and welcome Rory to this episode as we talk about being an accountable leader. Before we get further into the episode and our introduction of you getting to know Rory a little more, we definitely want to say thank you to our unscripted audience. Those of you that are part of our YouTube family that have subscribed to our YouTube channel there at the bottom ticker of your screen, Unscripted Authentic Leadership, whether you follow us on one of our various social media platforms, our Instagram handles at Unscripted Leadership. Also, you can follow us on Facebook, Unscripted Authentic Leadership, and even on LinkedIn, Unscripted Authentic Leadership. There are those of you that do not watch the podcast, but you are part of our listening audience. You can find us on any streaming platform from Apple to Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher. While you're there, leave us a review, leave us a thumbs up, leave us a comment, subscribe, and you can even connect with us on our website, unscripted-leadership.com. If you're interested in being a guest, interested in connected, we would love to partner with you and engage with you there. We also want you to follow our special guest, Roy Mitchell, on his social media. His Instagram handle is at officially.rory. That's R-O-R-Y, officially.rory on Instagram. He is also has the podcast there. You can find that on Apple Podcasts. I'm subscribed there on the Mitchell Report. You can find it there. And he is also a life coach. At this time, we'll turn it over to our special guest. He can introduce himself a little more and tell him, tell our audience a little more about who you are, Rory. Thank you, man. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Lafayette and John. Lafayette, like, that's a good intro. I got to take that one. I got to take right, that man. one. And you got, some, <laughs> you got some powerful words in there. Yes, Lafayette said it himself. Rory Mitchell, Mitchell Port Unleashed Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify is where you guys can find it. Um, all the way located here in Canada. If I tell you exactly where it is, it's not on the map. So we'll just say Toronto. But for my London, Ontario peeps, they get it. They get what's going on. So okay. I appreciate this time, this space, this opportunity to really come on the show. You know what I mean? It's different when you're a host. Yeah. When you come on and you're on the show and you get interviewed and things like that. I like this. This is what I like. Yeah, man. We appreciate you having it on. And I feel like this is going to be another fire episode. We appreciate you. And let's get into the conversation. Um, mm-hmm. John connected with Rory first and then. I was able to connect with Roy through Clubhouse and having a conversation with him. Um, we were talking about accountability. And that's kind of where I want to start at, man. Why is accountability important to you? Um, and what does that mean to you when we talk about being an accountable leader? And we know that uh, being a leader has a lot of responsibilities, comes with a lot of uh, things that we have to take on, a lot of burdens. How does a leader be accountable when you are that top position, you're that senior leader, you're that head CEO? How do you still be accountable to someone else that you may seem that is beneath you or you deem that's not on your level? How do we still be accountable as a leader? That's a good question. Now, see, I could give the textbook, the Google definition, the website. No, I want you. 
yeah. I'm going to do my definition. See, yes, accountability sir. is something that we all need in life. And for me, it's about how you show up in your life, right? doesn't matter if you're going to work, family, friends, and in your relationships. When I talk about relationships, it's like your love, kissy-dovey, lovey-dovey relationships. Husband and wife, doesn't matter if you're gay, business, all that good stuff. But for me, accountability is how you show up what you represented and what's your values like, your core values, always having non-negotiables. And a lot of people miss those key points. You see what I'm saying? And things like that. See, for me, I always make sure as a podcaster, as a friend, as a brother, you know, as a family member to always not put myself in a negative space. I try my hardest. Because when you put yourself in some, we, we know how life is, but you try to protect yourself, you try to protect who you are, you try to protect your brand, your identity, by not being pulled in the wrong direction because there's temptation out there. You know what sure. I mean? And things like that. Sure. You said that it's about showing up and not putting yourself in a negative space. Can you dig a little deeper in that? What is that negative space that you speak of as leadership, because there are pitfalls to leadership, right? And I think that's the line of thinking that the, that you're talking about. So I want to unpack that because there's been a lot of leaders that we've seen um, that scandals have come up. Um, mm -hmm. They were up today and they were up, up so high on a high pedestal. We esteemed them so high and we were trying to figure out how did they find themselves in that situation? You know, who did you have around you? Who didn't you have around you? That, that wasn't able to tell you, don't put yourself in your situation. Don't send that tweet. Don't say this. Don't do this. And you talked about that negative space. And that's all a part of the accountability. Um, what, what, what does that mean when you talk about the negative space and being an accountable leader? All right. So we're going to go down the rabbit hole. So with social media, right? And I feel like social media is the dangerous pitfall because there's good sides to it. And... There's some very, very bad sides to it. For me, as a, as a black man, right? And I'll say it, single black man. You get DM conversations. I'll start with social media first from different people. It can be business opportunities. can be women, right? You have certain conversations. You have to know where to draw the line. Some people say is you shoot your shot, right? Yeah, But not every time when you're shooting your shot means you need to shoot your shot that way. When I shoot my shot, it's strictly business. It's good. It's always business. It's good. Right? If I'm having a conversation with a, with a woman, it you have to hold yourself accountable in a way. How you direct those lines of communication, right? Not being frivolous with your questions, right? We see a lot of these influencers. We see a lot of these sports stars. Heck, I'll tell you the timing to this podcast. I was watching, um, what do you call it there? Brandon Marshall's show that he does with, with, with them guys. I am athlete. I am athlete, right? Mm -hmm. And they were talking about a little bit about the Deshaun Watson situation. And mm -hmm. I've been off the air, you know, off podcasting and circle of friends talking about it. How do you allow yourself when you have such an important position in your life? Lafayette, John, you guys are important figures. You guys have a podcast, but you guys have a family life also too, <laughs> right? So yeah. you're not going to put yourself into places 
to steer negativity. Now, I don't know where you are out in the world, right? And the listeners, I want you guys to hear this. Some parts of the world's open up. Over here in Canada, we are on lockdown 3.0. That's a whole other topic for another day. So you can't really go out. You can't venture out. You can't go to the bars. You can't do this. You can't go out to the nightlife. And I see a lot of guys that are in this nightlife space, and they've got so much power. But they have a bunch of yes men around them, a mm. bunch of pe- a bunch of pick me's. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Anything that's around me, I always make sure I check, and I check it right at the door. It doesn't matter. People that know me, they know how I am. I'm direct with my approach. I will tell you if you do something out of line, and I'll point it right out. And if you don't like it, well, that's that's too bad. That's called tough love in my book, though. You know what I mean? I think that also gives you more respect though right like you'll get that respect regardless whether someone wants to be your friend for a party but they'll still have your respect i remember i was always taught as a young man getting around other leaders there was certain little nuances they just said steer away from and one of those was i was always taught um you know don't ever especially if you are a married man that i was taught as a young person before i was married don't find yourself in a car with another single lady, even though you have great intentions. They would say, it's a little tip for everybody. Don't go in the car, just cruise into the store real quick. Or if you're at, it's real big at work and work environments. People say, hey, let's go grab a bite to eat. Um, they're saying, watch out for those things. You have great intentions. She has great intentions. But the, the perception that everybody else has is a reality. And you don't know who's going to see you in that car and say, I thought John was... What's he doing with that girl? That one seed of doubt yep. could really unravel some things. And I remember going into corporate America, and I I would do I would follow this, and 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 even my wife at first thought it was a little weird, but then she grew to respect it over time, and she knew I was not getting in the car or driving some girl or whatever. And in corporate America, when you grow through these things, I remember there'd be opportunities to say, "Hey, we need to go as a manager get lunch for the team." Or we need to go to this meeting offsite, and I would always drive separate <laughs> from the, you know, from maybe the other female manager or something. And they always thought that was weird. And I never said it. I never, not like I said, I don't drive with single ladies. I just said, oh, I'll just meet you guys there. And they, I didn't know this, but they caught on over time mm-hmm. and say, well, because we would go do something, and, and I don't remember what it was. I remember this girl say, well, John won't drive with any of the ladies. And I thought, huh, I never said this out loud. They just noticed it. But I'll tell you this, everybody, you follow those things like that and you gain you gain respect from those same people who early on think it's odd when they see affairs in the workplace, and other things, it'll come back around. Well, you'll hear them say things like, well, if this person was more like, you know, Mr. Strict over here, then that wouldn't be an issue. You actually gain the respect by having those, as you said, non-negotiables. So it's, really know, cool. it's funny. It's funny you say that. I was in a in an interview for a management position, and I think they didn't like what I had to say because there was a buddy system, right? And mm-hmm. when you work around a lot of group of people, I called it out in the in the leadership meeting and or for the for the leadership position, supervisor position. And I said, "Is listen, there's a buddy system here. I'm not about to be a part of the buddy system." And they went from here being engaged to checked out like this, and I said. Yeah, I'm not going to be here to be friends because when you have friends in the workplace, you can have friends in the workplace. But when somebody becomes a leader, 
how does that relationship now look? Because I could be buddy-buddy with you. We went out for drinks on the weekend. Something comes up at work. You act out a line, and then I got to give you some feedback. Now what does that conversation look like? Right. So you always got to make sure you keep your relationships strictly in a category, right? Yeah. We shouldn't have to do that, but you have to know when to have that on and off switch. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. yeah. There's no work wives, right? Well, yeah, right. they say work boyfriends. Yeah, I see that. Us, my work husband, my work wife. I'm like, that means you're right. a little too close in corporate America. <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah. I, I want to go back to what you were talking about because I think that's a good template about um, not to talk specifically about the Deshaun Watson, the, the details mm-hmm. of him, but to use him as a as a launching pad to talk about the importance of having accountability partner or partners. Mm. Um, because I think with each level of success, the higher you go, it's easy to surround yourself with comfortable and comfortability. So no matter, you know, here you have a star quarterback who signed a lucrative contract, you have a CEO, you have a person that's a pastor, you know, the head of an organization, a leader that's in a big corporate America giant, a tech company, whatever the case may be. And you may see them outside of work and you're trying to check their circle. No one that's around them is on their level. And that's because it's always easy to surround yourself with what you're familiar with. Uh, and one of the reasons why we do that, and you all know this, is that sometimes when you're trying to change the people that you surround yourself with, people will accuse you of, oh, you've changed or you think you're better than, or you think that, you know, uh, you forget where you came from when all reality is, yes, I have changed. Because if I don't change, then I'll find myself in that negative space. I'll find myself in that pitfall. So I want to have a discussion on how do we stay real, stay who we are, but also surround ourselves with people on the level that we are or the level that we are going with. Because with every sphere that you go on, it's going to cause you to attract another level of vultures, another level of people that will try to bring you down. And so with each level that we go up and climb up as a, as accountable leaders and leadership or whatever context that is, we have to surround ourselves with accountability partners. How do we, we know that's important. How do we find those right accountability partners that are not afraid, like you said, Rory and John, that are not afraid to tell us what we need to hear, not what we want to hear not the yes man, right? Because it, not not someone that's on our payroll, not someone that can get something out of us, right? Somebody that, you know, they really don't need us, but they can give us what we need to hear in that moment in time that we need to hear to avoid that pitfall. How important is that, that we find those accountability partners and how do we go about seeking that relationship out so we don't find ourselves in that negative space? For me, I do a pulse yeah. check, right? I do a pulse check at all times. I, I look at the tile. I'm surrounded by a lot of tiles where I'm sitting. So I look at that tile that I'm sitting on and I look at my guys around me and I see what they're doing in the dark, what they're also doing in the light. Ooh, yeah. That's now, some of them do some stuff in the dark and the light. And I look at it and I say, okay, well, if I'm going here, what's going to happen if we ever go into a big say a podcasting tour, sorry, what does that look like? Yeah. What do those conversations look like? Are you promiscuous with women? Because yeah. if you're promiscuous with women and say, for instance, where I want to take the podcast is on a tour, can I have you around me at that present time? 
because there could be somebody be sitting in the audience at the same time and then you may have eyes for them i can't have that around me because that now makes me look like well you have friends that are that you're enabling your friends that they can just go on tour with you and then do what they want to go do see i can't have that not everybody you can take on your destiny with you yeah now when you also do a pulse check you're gonna ask this question to yourself and say is hmm what does this person bring to the table do they have great business acumen are they good with their speech well then you know what that's something i want to bring in because i'm going to need to have somebody that's going to be able to show me what the finances side looks like right sure it's it's all those little things now i could go into a long story short you work with a lot of people a lot of people want to come around you for what you can do for them not what they can do for you mm -hmm. and you start seeing that because everybody has an ego right. everybody has confidence but when some people's ego gets ahead of the brand, that's when you know. That's when you know if they're in it for the right reasons. That's when you know if people are around you for the right reasons. They see you with a podcast or they see you with a business. They see you with all this property and things like that or whatever you're doing, right? It could be in real estate. Are they around you for the come up? Or are they actually around you because they embrace what it is that you're doing at present time? Sure. Loyalty. Loyalty. Loyalty is a big thing. Yeah. Not everybody's loyal. People are only loyal to what you can do and what you can bring to the table. So yeah. you always gotta make sure you do these pulse checks, right? Anybody that's listening, you always gotta ask. You always gotta ask little questions. Just put little feelers out there, and you'll see. Right? Truth, truth is always in front of us, but a lot of us want to ignore the truth when it's present in front of us. Have conversations that are uncomfortable with people in your camp, with your family members, with your business members. I'll tell you this. Conversation came up in the lunchroom the other day. They won't mind me saying this. They said, Rory, you have an ego. I go, what does that mean? Help me understand what that ego means. Well, you know, everybody's got an ego. I said, don't sugarcoat it. What does ego mean to you? Because when I hear ego, it's like you think I'm walking around big chest thinking I'm king, thinking I'm the Don, mm -hmm. thinking I'm Marlon Brando and the Godfather. <laughs> no. They said, well... You're a very confident individual. You're an alpha male. Okay, thank you. So you, when you just say that I'm confident, why do you guys got to say ego? Yeah. Say, yo, you're a hella confident person. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because I know if I look at Lafayette and John and we have an offside conversation besides the podcast, y'all are two confident gentlemen. Yes, sir. All right. But I think sometimes a lot of people, they we say this every now and then, they confuse confidence with arrogance, mm -hmm. right? And I say it's okay to be confident and have a little bit of swagger. It's okay. It comes with the confidence. But most people with confidence, with real confidence, don't have to fake the confidence into what most people call ego, right? They just, they're fine being quiet when it's appropriate. They're fine speaking up when it's appropriate. They don't have to be loud all the time and be seen all the time. Um, or a quick question to dive into that, if it's okay with you, Lafayette. Yeah, no, well, go ahead. Um, you had mentioned something about, he mentioned you talked about the accountability partners. Um, I think some people would say that, you know, I don't I don't have the ability to find a, someone who's an accountability partner. I don't know how to find an accountability partner. Right. And I don't think it's quite the same as calling somebody like, hey, you are now my you can, I guess, say we're going to be accountability partners. OK, I've seen that happen. Yeah. That's not typically what happens. Um, 
what would you say? And I have, I have a thought to this, but I'd like to hear what you had to say about someone who's in search of like, I need somebody to hold me accountable. Are they in your niche pattern? Right. Mm -hmm. Where is their big specialty in? Because if they have a high specialty, they'll be able to deliver. Could it be photography? I'm just going to just throw random things. Mm -hmm. You may need an accountability partner for photography. Well, heck, my pictures suck. Who do I know that's around me that could help, you know, show me how to edit or find the right lens, find the right camera, health and fitness, health as well. Where are they at in their fitness game? Are they a runner? Do they go to the gym three days a week, five days a week, however so on? Are they consistent? Well, heck, I'm sitting yeah. at home here. I'm watching Netflix. Nothing wrong with it. I'm watching Amazon Prime. Nothing wrong with it. Within moderation, people. Yeah. But heck, they're rolling out. They're running 2K, 5K, 10K, 20K, ultra marathons, half a marathons, doing all this stuff. Well, heck, I want to go out there and run. Let me knock on Lafayette's door. Lafayette, I want to run. I want to run with you. Can you show me how to run? People that are highly successful in their niche is who most likely is going to be the best accountability partner for you. So you're saying associate with the people who are excelling in the areas that you want to excel. And then I would also add, even that was amazing, yes. to I think people know can become your accountability partner when there's always that time when they try to hold you accountable by speaking up. And I think the moment that you decide whether you're going to receive that information or not tells them if they can hold you accountable. Meaning if they say, Hey, you said you were going to be with me on Tuesday and you're like, Oh, but I'm tired. That tells me I'm like, then I'm not going to push them to come out next Tuesday. Yeah. Right. But if they say, you're right. I'll be there in 10 minutes. Let's go. Then I know, okay, they're open to being held accountable. So I think anybody who thinks they can't find an accountability partner, they may, they may want to do a self check as in, have I been open to being held accountable? You can accountability partners is also a thing you don't overthink. You try not to mm -hmm. overthink it, right? Just mm -hmm. just look around. Once you look around, you can create some very exciting bonds with people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I rolled out a program for a few of us at work, and it was a coaching situation where it's about values and principles and finding APs, short acronym for accountability partner. And it was very interesting after the, the the open dialogue that we had. And I went back to work and they were all like, man, after you did that, I took these notes. I start looking around people around me. And I was like, yo, that would make a good accountability partner. It's like, okay. Because it's not hard to find an account. It's not hard to find an accountability partner. If you really take your lens and you look in the right directions, it's there. So I'll use this as an, a situation. We had a conversation on Clubhouse, right? It was like 45 minutes, 50 minutes on Clubhouse. Lafayette, John. Yes, sir. And we were in a private room just talking. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you guys came to me as an accountability partner for the podcast, right? Well, after the conversation was done, we soon found out, yes, you were accountability partner. All right. Okay. <laughs> I remember the conversation. Absolutely. I remember the conversation went to talking about planning and yeah. what are we going to do over the next several months? And after that, we installed uh, a, uh, we actually went and put in a project management app and started yeah. planning out months ahead and so forth. So, yeah, I mean, did we no. tell you? No, but we held ourselves accountable based on good advice from somebody we respected. But you know what? I, I pay attention. I paid attention to everything that you guys have been doing. So it's all good. So I see it and I just 
give you but that. I think one thing that is so good, bro, because one thing that I think you just said, John and Roy, was that we didn't come to you seeking out an accountability partner, mm-hmm. but through organic conversation and chemistry that was there, the accountability was sensed, even though it wasn't necessarily spoken. And I think a lot of times we're trying to seek out people, you know, oh, if I could just get connected with this author over here, if I could just get connected with this celebrity over here, if you would learn to put yourself in the right atmosphere, we were on Clubhouse and put yourself in the position to connect. Sometimes what you're what you need doesn't have to be spoken if you put yourself in the right environment, in the right atmosphere to do that. Mm. Right. Love and it. so because we were in the right atmosphere, the atmosphere provided, the environment provided what we needed, right? If I need air, I just go outside and I can get air because I'm in the right environment. Oxygen is in the environment. I get what I need. I don't have to go buy it. I don't have to go purchase it. I just have to put myself in the right environment to get what I need. Now, I think as leaders, as you both have eloquently said um, about this whole accountability piece, I think for us as leaders, it's important that we connect with those that are on our level. As you said, um, one of the things that we do in ministry, we have this term that you don't bleed down. You always bleed up. And so I'm not going to go vent and divulge my problems from someone that's not on my level or someone that it may do more hurt and harm and damage to them than if I would have a conversation with John. I would have a conversation with Worry because you are all in the same, here we are, environment that I'm in. And so you can hold me accountable, Roy. You can hold us accountable because you're in the same space that we're in. You know, someone that doesn't do a podcast, that doesn't do what we do, can't necessarily hold us accountable because they're not in the, the right environment or the same environment that we are in. And so, bro, I wanted to ask you, we've been talking about accountability. What are some personal accountability practices that you do every day? You know, some people do checklists, some people do goals, some people put reminders on their phones. You know, I I started at the beginning of the year that I'm going to lose this certain amount of weight and, you know, I'm going to save this certain amount of money. I'm going to do better uh, with my community service, whatever that is. How do you hold yourself personally, Roy? Give our audience and and let's have a conversation with some things that you do that are practical that we can put into place that you do to hold yourself accountable. So first thing in the morning. So. (laughs) <laughs> this is a quick um, disclaimer. I My sleeping patterns are a little out there. So there's sometimes I go to bed at like 2, 3 o'clock in the morning and I'm up by like 7, 8 o'clock. Okay. And that's what, how it happens, right? It's, it's job. It's life. <laughs> right? It's life. But I always make sure morning coffee, right? And it can happen one of two ways. Morning coffee, I open up the computer. I look at my agenda for the day, right? So what does my podcasting schedule look like? Because I'm always planning ahead. I'm always staying ahead. What do I need to follow up on my emails? And I don't respond back to emails right away sometimes. I like them to build kind of like a queue so I can just hit it in one shot. So it's like one to two days out. You know what I mean? But I always make sure I look at it and I'm like, if that's important, I'm going to respond right away. But if it's something that's, eh, you know, I just leave it. Um, Scheduling manager is also a big thing. So what are you doing when you're working? Okay, I have to find time to go to the gym, make personal content, make personal connections, right? There's some people that count on me to have, you know, one-on-one conversations. Now, being a coach, and I've kind of taken a step back a little bit because just focusing on the podcasting realm just a little bit more, 
but I'm still doing one-offs and things like that. So what does the scheduling look like? Well, I have an automatic scheduler. I can send that out to a client. I can send that out to if somebody wants to connect on Zoom, things like that. Like after we do this podcast here, a young lady, she just got into podcasting, right? So she's like, I want to know some tips about podcasting. Because I said, don't record on Zoom. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we're going to have to have that deep conversation. Because I have to really understand what her realm is. What does she want to do? You know what I mean? And it's just finding time to, to, to really prioritize. Now, the fun side. I like to prioritize some fun. Minimal gaming. And a little gaming here and there. Little clubhouse here and there, you know, a little audio book here and there, you know, what I mean? yes, sir. little movie here and there. So that's how I do it for the practical side, for the things that are miscellaneous. I don't got time to be sitting here watching Netflix for 12 hours a day. You know what I mean? Some people are just simply, they wake up on their day off, they're watching Netflix. Cool. What's your productivity look like? Yeah. You learning. Yeah. I've said this in the COVID, in the first lockdown. I said, is, we are going to realize after this is all said and done with COVID, who's been working, who's Man. been taking the time, who's been locking in. Yeah. Now, quick disclaimer again, March, every, everything shut down. I sat here to myself. I said, listen, I'm in the health and fitness space, but how do I get out of the health and fitness space? Because it's COVID. I'm not making that secondary income. Okay. I said, I have... 90% what 10% of trainers are missing. A lot of people are going to be, what does that mean? It means the coaching aspect. When a client comes to you for an hour a day, they have 23 hours remaining out of that day. They got to sleep. They got to eat. They got to visit their family. They got to do all that stuff. How do I connect on a deeper level? Now, I'm not mocking or jeering or dissing any trainers out there. A lot of them are not taking those principles that want to get into the coaching space. Mental health is a big conversation right now, right? Holding people accountable. You can hold accountable, somebody accountable for their, for their working out um, patterns and, and food and this and that, but go deeper than the surface. You see what I'm saying? So that's the reason why I decided to bridge. Found, you know, Dr. Eric Thomas. I've been following him for all these years. And I said, listen, I'm going to sign up. I'm going to pay my, my hard-earned money. I'm going to drop that down and I'm going to present myself as a life coach to go along with the podcast because I believe in me. That's good, bro. Mm. Go ahead, bro. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> he said, I believe in me, which means yeah. you hold yourself accountable and you're willing to invest in yourself. Yeah. Right. So many people look at those things like there's I, I've done courses and leadership conferences and stuff, all those things since I was 21, 22, something like that. Every year, never stopped. I'm 37. It's been a long time. Um, library of books right over here, you know, all kinds of stuff. And I don't look at them as expenses. Yes, Amazon sends me a book like every week to my house. Basically, it feels like and sometimes it's faster than I can read them. But uh, it's all right. right. But they're not they're not expenses. Some people would say, wow, how much does all those books cost? I'm like, how much have all those books given me? <laughs> right. <laughs> and so when you said. I'm worth it. I think is what you'd said. Um, I, or I put my, I believe myself or I put myself first, those types of things. Um, it's that you see the value in investing in those things in yourself, right? Which helps you go out into the world and 
make other people better, exactly. right? You have to be accountable to yourself first. I would, I would, I would, to me, before you can go out and therefore help everybody else. Well, some people think your your schedule is strict, or there, you maybe don't like to have as much fun, or how come you don't watch TV? When I tell people I don't really have shows, they think it's weird. But I think, and maybe you can elaborate on this, is that they don't understand is that you having holding yourself accountable is yes it makes you feel better i'm sure in certain ways but really it it would push more towards the fact that you doing that helps you um live out your calling more which is to be better to help others would Ooh, you say that's good 100 you know there's always got to be a fun side to things and mm-hmm. and i want to really hammer down on on the COVID situation that we're still in the pandemic that we're in Sure. A lot of people look at that to now be limitation. No, it should be elevation, mm-hmm. right? Not because we may have parts of our, you know, country or province where I'm at in the province on lockdown. That's a time for you to connect with yourself and understand yourself. That's a lot of what a lot of people I feel are missing. They miss that ball of where this is about connecting back with yourself during the slow time, right? Connecting back with friends, right? You may have those misconnections. Connecting back with your with your lover. You know, we 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 we're in a relationship. If you're in a relationship, should I say, and you got to remember you're going from nine to five. And if you have kids, you're going all doing all this stuff. COVID now taught us to reconnect, slow down, slow it down completely. Hey, how can how am I showing up for you? should be the conversations yeah. that you're having, right? You have that with your with your with your wife or you have that with your husband, right? You'd be surprised. Heck, you know? Absolutely, man. Uh, I think what you just said is what we've been talking about for a, a while on the podcast about that pivot, that shift that you talked about that used the pandemic, used the COVID situation as an elevation. And it this like you said we will know those that come out of this COVID situation whether you've been putting in that work or not because in all reality the only person that was our accountability circle we really didn't need them in the pandemic because you couldn't go nowhere you really couldn't do anything and so if you didn't have that self-accountability that inner accountability then there's no way that you could connect with anybody else like you said you and john just said it has to start from within. And I love it. What you said, John, is that those books are not some, it's not an expense. It's an investment. There's a difference. My dad always tells me, he says, son, there's a difference between a bill that you made and a bill that you create. You know, there are certain bills that we have, you know, rent, water. Those are not bills. Netflix is a bill, you know, so because there's certain things that you need and there's certain things that you don't need. And so putting that that list as leaders, those of you that will watch and listen to this, that if you want to be more accountable, there are some things that you need to take inventory in your life that the reason why you can't be accountable is because you have too many things to be accountable to that are not benefiting you. Mm-hmm. Netflix is not benefiting you. That's good. You know, it's great. It's it's entertainment, but it's not going to benefit you for your purpose. 
if your purpose is, is to be a life coach, if it's, if it's to be a fitness instructor, if it's to be an executive at a company, Netflix is not going to benefit you. But reading a book will on how to invest your money and how to create a portfolio, and how to master an interview, how to talk and dialogue with different and diverse groups of people. That will help you. And so I think a part of that accountability piece is we have to be honest with ourselves. The reason why many of in our generation, we're all, I don't, how old are you, Rory? Me, I'm 37 years old, but I don't look it. You sure do not. You do I not do look not look it. it. I don't look it. I fool people so, with age all the time. <laughs> so Rory's 37, I'm 27. John is 36, 37. 37. You guys are the same age. You and John are 37, right? And so I know you, you guys are drinking from the fountain of youth. Yes. But those of us in our generation, those 40 and under, we have to come to this this realization. The reason why we can't be accountable is because we live in a society that everything has to be now or never. It's so instant. Nobody in order to be accountable. It takes time to mature. It takes time to develop and it takes time to put that in that crock pot, not in that microwave. Right. And so we're in that instant generation that the reason why we can't be accountable is because our attention span is only but for a split second. Look at how social media is set up to be successful in a story that has to be two minutes or less. Right. Nobody can sit in this podcast is going to be 40 minutes. People are not going to listen to all 40 minutes because it's, quote unquote, too long. But they'll watch Netflix for six hours, as you said, you know, and so it's all about what's important to you. And so when you talk about when we talk about being accountable, it starts with yourself. Worry, John, is there anything else you guys want to add to this, man, before we wrap up? Listen, man, you just dropped a whole bunch of gems, you know, <laughs> and, and, and I'll say this. I'll challenge you guys right on your own show. We're, we're going to go, do, do this again. Yeah, we're going to do this again. I got to do this Absolutely. a couple more times because I feel like there's so much more to yeah. really unpack, you know what I mean? And things like that. And. Yeah. When I see people in this in this space of content creation, the importance of your story and being transparent is what we need to see more on mm -hmm. social media. Yeah. I'm over this over-sexualization of sure. human beings and flashing our money and, and, and doing all this stuff. And it's just like, you're doing all these things I don't know anybody that makes that successful lifestyle that always has to flaunt the successful lifestyle. Talk about it. Tell mm -hmm. the story, exactly. tell the story, yeah. and live within your means. My grandfather said that. He's not no longer here anymore. But he said you live within your means. Let your mouth do the talking. The success will come after. Yeah. That's it, man. People, I, my wife used to say, how do some of these people we know buy these cars and these houses? I said, they don't. They're financed. There's a lot of people out here. I, I'll say this, especially in the in the showbiz industry. A lot of these guys have rentals, man. Don't kid yeah, yourself. People. It's true. I a lot of these guys got, got rentals. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Guys like, okay, for instance, Canadian, for all my Canadians, I got to give the love to Drake. A little different tax bracket that he's in. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. He's a little, little bit of different tax bracket. But some of these other rappers, they're all rentals, man. Right. That's another topic for another day. Absolutely, man. And the reason why, <laughs> another reason why many of us can't be accountable is because we lack emotional intelligence. Mm. That is our read of the month this month is Emotional Intelligence 2.0 by Travis Bradbury and Gene Greaves. 
As we talk about being accountable, you have to have not just your physical, not just your intellect in check, but you have to have your emotions in check. This has been an incredible conversation. And Rory, you started something, man. Listen, don't don't uh, tempt us with a good time. We definitely will do a part two, three, four, five, whatever you want I'm to do, to. man. I got to um, get you guys on my platform, too. Yeah, Let's man. We're going to do that, though. <laughs> we haven't been a guest on a podcast yet. We've had offers. We just have yet to do it. And so we'll hold. We'll be accountable to that. We would love to come on, man. Oh, it's coming. 100%. I schedule so far out, but we definitely can get that happening. For sure, sure, man. Absolutely. Listen, those of you that will watch and listen to this, we definitely want you to go follow Roy Mitchell on his social media platforms. They're on Instagram. It is at officially.roryy. That's at officially.roryy. That is his Instagram page. And he's also a podcaster and a life coach. His podcast um, name is the Mitchell Report Unleashed Podcast. You can find that on all uh, podcast streaming platforms. And follow us on our various social media platforms, as we mentioned, as you see there from Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. We're all under the same name, Unscripted Authentic Leadership. You can stream our platform on those various platforms. Connect with us on our website. And as always, we thank you for listening. We thank you for watching. We pray that you be the leader that God has called you to be. We'll be we're here to build bridges and not walls. Until next time, God bless you. Thank you.